everybody, and welcome to another episode of Attempted Parenting. You. <laughs> so we thought it'd be a bit of fun to uh, cover a topic um, that's kind of an interesting one. Um, it's, it's definitely not a new one, but no, I think it's starting to circulate again. Yeah, and it's it's a bit weird, and it, and it kind of came about because, you know, whenever I look after the kids to try and give Nick a break, you know, like, and I'm Well, you should just take down. him to the supermarket without <laughs> me, like, jeez. <laughs> and, and, like, I uh, carry a wear Gideon and, you know, James is walking or in the pram. I always get just so many weird looks. And comments. Yeah, and little old ladies coming and by the going, smiles. Oh, look at you. Oh, you were great, Dad. Oh, you're being good for Daddy. Is, is mummy sick? <laughs> That's my, one that we get a lot. Yeah, yeah. Is mum sick? <laughs> as much as I, like, might indulge myself a little bit in the Oof, compliment that I boy. get, it still frustrates the hell out of me. Because, uh, like, I guess, so the topic anyway is that fatherhood is not babysitting and uh, it's, it's co-parenting. Mm. And... Mm. You know, it's like that, yeah. So that's that's kind of what we want to have a conversation about because it happens a lot for us. A lot, a lot. Yeah. Especially, like Josh said, um, we're big into baby wearing. Um, yeah. Gideon hates the pram. And <laughs> I wore James as much as possible until he was just too bloody heavy. Um, Which was quick. Oh, so quick. But... I, I often wear Gideon quite a lot and sometimes I'm just so touched out and Josh wears him. So even like I get quite a few looks baby mm. wearing because it's just not that, like it's not a lot of people do it. And so as you can imagine, when a male then baby wears, it's just like next level. Everyone's like, <laughs> oh my God, my ovaries. Like <laughs> even the dry old decrepit ovaries are just like busting. <laughs> it's just... It's a funny way to put it, but like it just really frustrates us because, you know, it's never like for me in particular, it's never been like a second thought. It's just always been like, well, these are our kids. So you parent them. I need to, you know, do my part. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, my mum pretty early on. So we kind of worked out like a routine kind of thing that worked for us, you know, like uh, like. I guess it's just how you you work out like so if I cook Josh does the dishes like you know it's like that ebb and flow of a relationship and Mm. early early James we worked out like the best bath routine like I'd I'd get in the bath with Jim and then while I was in the bath with Jim Josh would run around and do a quick tidy up and then like work work out um what needed to get done. What needed to get done. He'd yeah, get the clothes, nappies ready. Nappy. He'd put the humidifier on if I needed to be on. Yeah. Like he did all those little details so I didn't have to worry about them. But like that's what worked for us. And my mum made this off the cuff comment about how we worked so well as a team and it was just so lovely to see. And she made like this big deal about how lucky I was to have someone who worked so closely with me in in parenting yeah. and I was like what are you talking about I'm like <laughs> isn't this just normal but then the more you look at it yeah. the more it's not like which for me like at the end of the day paints a really really sad picture mm. you know like to know that the people that are making the comments are the ones who grew up where it was different and it or was a that, living where yeah, it's different yeah, 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 yeah that's right even currently but I mean you know it's it's funny because 
it just seems to be the stereotypical way. Oh, yeah, the, you know, 50s housewife style, you know. <laughs> you got to stay at home, like i got to stay at home and cook and clean and keep house and keep the kids looking great and, you know, everything's got to be yeah. no. uh, pristine and then when you walk in the door, you got a hot meal waiting for you. That's, <laughs> uh, mate. Gone are those days you in a big, big way. You brought me food home today. You brought me food home today. Yeah, so it's, it's just been a really interesting thing and, and it's like one of those things where, like there's just this knee-jerk reaction on my part anyway that like just doesn't accept that like that doesn't want to accept mm. that because i feel mm-hmm. like it's a massive cop out like sure it I, is, I, I go, yeah. like i go to work sure and i come home from work and like sometimes like i don't know like i i do things at work to close off my day at work mm-hmm. and to wind down at work so when i get home i'm good to go and i understand that's not able like that's not, not everyone can everyone do that. can do yeah. that like yeah. i mean you work like you like let's be honest you work a bit of a cushy office job but um like you're not out there working a trade yeah. you know what i mean you're yeah. not working 12 hour days in the beaten hot sun getting blisters and blasted in the face with sand you know like yeah so whereas like i grew up in a household where my stepdad was he's a i don't know what do you, what do you call it boilermaker like yeah, metal yeah. metal fabrication or whatever. And so he works with his hands quite a lot. And I remember I'm like mum, we were always like, you know, mum was in charge of everything like yeah. at home. And then he'd come home and he'd be working on his own side projects like out in the shed and sure. doing his own thing. And it'd still be up to mum to get all us in the bed, fed, you know, watered, everything. It was just, and it was just really weird. So when my mum made that comment, I was like, that's really weird but then the more I thought about it the more I was mm. like hey you know well well you know the reference point is yeah yeah yeah. but for me I mean I, I look at it the way that I, you know I've had a part in creating these kids <laughs> <laughs> I played a role in deciding to have kids mm. mm-hmm. and you know I feel like I that's a certain level of responsibility that you know needs to be taken pretty seriously yeah and I do but I do understand the need for or like oh, like I understand the concept that, you know, if you're the breadwinner, for example, you kinda need need that kind of you time. Yeah. However, with that, as being the person who stays at home with these children, I also need a large dose of me time. Yes. Because it's it's hard to be with the children twenty four seven. Yeah. But, like, I'm with them all day. Like, I'm practically working all day. Stay-at-home mums, I salute you. It's hard. And it we are working. Hard. And I think that's yes. one of the other things that yeah. makes me so angry. It's <laughs> like, being a stay-at-home mum is full-time work. Like, my step count during the day with two boys, and I don't do a lot, is, like, still pretty high. Like, yeah. Well, like I, you know, I continually say to you that I don't think I could do it, and that's that's honestly the truth. And you know, like I, I and because I know how difficult our children are, no. <laughs> I, I seriously look at work for me as like a break from parenting. You bastard! <laughs> <laughs> it's true that I do. You like bastard. I that, like that's that's the honest truth. Like and Little I. Little <laughs> I, I seriously like staycation. 
I got a whack and I'm like, man, I could not be doing what she's doing mm, right listen now. Listen to all this quiet. Mm. <laughs> listen to all these adults having full conversations. I'm going to close my door. <sighs> <laughs> I can have a full phone conversation without it being hijacked. <laughs> it's, it's crazy though because like, like we were saying before, it does really seem to be like the stereotypical way because like so much of like the stories that, that we hear and that mm. we read about uh, – all about that. Oh, yeah. You know, like even the one that we shared in the last podcast about that dude who came home from work. Wanted some me time, she gave it to him. And, then and it ended up, you know, like he's playing his PlayStation until like, you know, three in the morning and wondering why he's tired the next day. Like, I, I get that you need your me time, but at some stage... You've you, got to stop being selfish because yeah. parenting is about being selfless. You don't yeah. get to be selfish anymore. And I think like majority of the time you don't get to be selfish anymore like and I understand mm. being selfish at some points is is necessary it's it's key to survival but I think I think a lot of fathers out there need to understand that you give up the rights to be selfish yeah you know like you give up the chance to have your boys nights every weekend you know yep. Friday might be for the family but Saturdays are now for the family they're not yep. for the boys anymore and I think a lot of like I think the other thing that really happens with that is that women and society as a whole tend to pander to that. I think yeah. I think there's that element that there's like a percentage of men out there who continue their old ways pre-kids and like they, they, pretend, they continue to be pre-child them after children yeah. and then women pick up that emotional labour. Sure. Like so instead of... So there's that that story that one that went around, read it so many times. It's like this two women going on a business conference. This one woman, she's like cooking, freezing meals. She's doing the kids' schedules for the week. She's prepping and ironing all their clothes. She's doing it all. And then, oh, she's going mad. And then the other one's just like, here's a dad. Like yeah. he's a parent, like he can cook for them, yeah. he can bathe them, he knows their he routine. Knows their routine. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like that element of like women kind of pander to the fact that they think or pander to society's view that fathers are hopeless, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. But, it, like, but it goes both ways too because mm, I definitely think mm-hmm. that there are parents, uh, dads in particular out there who do have that kind of – like underlying kind of like well, what do they call it like a, an expectation almost yeah, like an unspoken yeah. expectation that that's the way it's going to be when it happens mm. and it's your job like it's not mine it's your job yeah. you're the one who's going to have to look after I think they them. do but I definitely think it's like ingrained in them yeah like it's it's ingrained in everything we do you yeah know? absolutely well alright so the big encouragement then is guys lift your game there, <laughs> if you're out there, lift your game. You know, make, don't, it, don't, make it more of a co-parenting and relationship. Don't, don't ask your spouse for a list of things that she needs done. <laughs> if, if, if you, if, okay, so you come home, your wife's not too happy or your partner's not too happy and you go, okay, well, apparently I don't do anything around here. Give me a list of things to do. Don't do that. Just preemptively do the things that you think that she might need you to do because otherwise she's still doing the emotional and mental labour 
of yeah. those things. She's still thinking about doing those things. She's waiting for you to not do those things because she knows she's probably going to have to do them anyway. Just <laughs> do the things, do all the things before she thinks of the things so then she doesn't need to think of the things. <laughs> so you're saying take away the emotional aspect of having to think about it well, being done? Be a grown ass, grown ass man and do the things before being told you need to do them. And all right, so this cuts both ways though too, because there must be something that the wives can do to help their husbands pick up uh, the game. I think I think that also plays back to our other episode about communication. Sure. I think as women, we tend to nag. Because yeah. when we ask for something to be done, we have maybe like an un what what's the word? We don't really realise that we've we're putting a time frame. So if I say to Josh, Hey, I do this all the time, Josh, can you put the bins out? <laughs> yeah. Like recycling especially. Josh, can you put the recycling out? He goes, Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And it's like, Okay, we'll do it now. Like drop what you're doing and go and do it now. But I don't communicate that to him. That last part anyway. (laughs) Yeah. And so then I get really pissy and then I get really huffy and then I do it by myself anyway. And then he's like, I was going to do it. I was just going to finish what I was doing now. I'm like, well, I wanted it done now and I expected it to be done now. And that's so why I asked you, you to do so it now. So are you saying that there's an element of being asked or, or no, I think it's kind just, of coming forward? I think, it's, I think the onus is on the women in this situation to uh, communicate a little bit sure. more, like, but then to also be self-aware of their unspoken expectations that they have. Sure. And then men need to go, hey. I can do more. I can do more. I need to stop being selfish. <laughs> I need to start co-parenting. <laughs> yeah, so we're your babies. <laughs> <laughs> it does help, really. Um, but yeah, look, we just kind of wanted to cover that topic, obviously, because it's something that we encounter a lot. And, like, to be honest, I don't feel like I'm doing any more than, you know, the minimum that you know I should be doing as a parent anyway. So, it mm. there is definitely that stigma and that stereotype mm. out there. And I would encourage all you daddies out there to. You know, do it differently. Choose to not conform to the stereotype and, and decide to really do it differently. And honestly, put your effort into to co-parent the best you can. My, my challenge to the daddies out there, yep. as you just said, <laughs> God damn, that feels so dirty coming out of my mouth, um, is if you have your children and you're out and about with your kids and you are doing something like giving your wife reprieve or, I don't know, you just given her a moment to just be her first you know? off kudos well done you're taking <laughs> yeah. steps in the right direction <laughs> <laughs> no 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 if someone says to you aren't you great for looking after your children or aren't you great for letting your wife do that i want you to speak out against that i want you to go well that's what parents do that's what dads do. You know, you're not... They're my kids too. Yeah, exactly. That used to be my line. <laughs> exactly. You know, like... Yeah, absolutely. Challenge that stigma. Yeah. Make people reassess that situation. Yeah. So we just wanted to do a short one on that on that topic because that was something that was kind of burning in our brains for a little while. 
And uh, yeah, so we hope you guys are encouraged. All your daddies out there encouraged oh to do God, better. Oh my God, stop saying daddy. <laughs> and all you mummies out there. Stop. <laughs> maybe start communicating a little bit better if, if, they're, if they're not doing it right. All right, guys. But um, yeah, thanks for listening and you will see us in the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.